Hello, and welcome to the Powerful Inc. Startup Stories feature podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Colleen Keefe-Fall, who you guys, I, oh my God, I can't even, I'm crying already. (laughs) He's got such a beautiful, beautiful story to share with you. And what's really drawing me in with her is, I don't think it's about this being a business. Like, making money is going to be wonderful and is going to serve her mission in so many ways. But it's, it's like in her cellular existence from, from what I'm picking up. And I'm, I was just reading about her online today. So um, I'm really excited to see how this conversation unfolds and how this beautiful human, you know, how we're going to help her get out into the world um, and learn from the incredible things that she's done so far. So there'll be lots of time to talk about that. And I just want to introduce her with um, reading something off of her website before I turn it over to her to tell us about herself. On her website, she writes, I was inspired to write the story by my experience with my own daughter, Grace, when she was diagnosed with tuberous sclerosis complex. I found myself feeling the same things the parents feel in the book and praying the exact words they say on that page. I think God inspired me to write the book as an answer to my own prayer and as a way to bring his answer to others who are feeling the same thing. Colleen, this is going to be so much more than a business conversation. There is an incredible amount of heart and lived experience in that. So welcome and please take it away here. Tell us about yourself and, and what is this crazy person Mia even talking about? (laughs) Thank you so much. Mia, I think that's the best introduction I've ever had in my life. Well, (laughs) thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh, it's a, it's a real genuine pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, like you were, like you were saying, I'm just, um, I mean, I, I, I came onto this podcast because you had you, you had called for people with entrepreneurial uh, uh, stories. And I guess in that sense, yes, this is a, a, a business venture because it's I'm a self-published author and mm. I'm trying to get my book out there. So there is that business aspect to it for sure. But um, it started as it did not start as a business venture. It started all hearts. It started... Um, out of just complete I think in an attempt to to heal and to grow with with my daughter because she uh, has a couple actually a couple of um, very rare and serious uh, genetic uh, well she has a genetic disorder called tuberous sclerosis complex and she also has another a, a rare form of epilepsy called infantile spasms and she has an appointment for next month to be evaluated for autism as well. So she's got, she's just got a, a lovely cocktail of all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were first finding out about all of this, the autism part came later. But uh, in first came, we, we found out about the infantile spasms first because I she was having seizures. That. Yeah. And, and that's re- and this particular kind of epilepsy is when a baby has seizures over and over and over again um, in clusters of up to hundreds at a time. And it's very damaging and it's very serious for 
a baby right. to experience. You have to, you have to um, treat it aggressively and immediately as, as, immediately. as much as you can. So or that leaves, was, it leaves a, a wreckage or a, a lasting effect of nerve damage. Yes. Nerve damage, right. brain function. Um, yeah. It can, it can result in developmental um, retardation or delay. It can right. result in all kinds of things. Right. Now there's a broad spectrum. There are people, there are stories of kids who have had this and then the parents notice it right away. They get them on medicine, they get the, the seizures under control. And then they, um, within a couple of days of being on meds, they're seizure free. And then mm -hmm. they grow up fine and they grow up normal. So, mm -hmm. um, and then there's the, the, the other end they're... of that is yeah. people are, are yeah. where these kids, they have a lot of very um, drastic effects that last a really long, like last their entire lives. So um, when we found out that she was having this, it was easily the most um, terrifying day of my life to be told sure. that my daughter has infantile spasms. And then the next day, because whenever they found out about it, they immediately admitted us to the hospital and then they, um, they ordered so many tests to be done. Mm -hmm. And we ended up staying in the hospital for three days. And she was about that. six she, months old? She was, she turned six months old in the hospital. So she was right. five months, uh, six months old when this happened. And this was in November of 2021. So and you have um, another child older than her. Yes. That yes, I do. The logistics. I have a little boy who is 17 months older than her. Right. And at the time he was not yet two years old. Yeah. So uh, two very, very young, very young kids and dealing with, and the thing about the, the thing about infantile spasms and, and tuberous sclerosis is they're very rare. So mm -hmm. I had never heard of either one of them. Right. So, I mean, there, there wasn't, there, there was the, the fear of the unknown added on top of mm -hmm. fear of what we're finding out. Mm -hmm. So um, there's all of this, there was so much there. And then the, the next day after some of the, the test results were coming back, they, she did an MRI and then they came back and they told me, we don't think it's just infantile spasms. We think she also has tuberous sclerosis complex. Mm -hmm. Which, which again, I didn't know what that was. So, but it's, but it it just sounds bad. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I I got on Google and started looking it up, and basically, what that is is um, it's a mutation on it's a genetic disorder, and it's a mutation on uh, your child's DNA where the gene that is responsible for cell regulating cellular growth is malfunctioning. It has a mutation on it. And so you end up having all of these random growths of cells in your body that materialize in the form of tubers or, or benign tumors. Right. Otherwise known. And the, the tumors themselves or the tubers, I mean, are not in themselves cancerous. They're not, they are not dangerous in and of themselves, but depending on where they show up, and how many there are and how mm -hmm. big they are, mm -hmm. they can cause real health mm -hmm. problems and they can show up anywhere. They can show up in your brain, on any of mm -hmm. your vital organs, on your skin, mm -hmm. all over the place. Right. And so, disrupt uh, physiology. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They, they mm -hmm. can mess with all kinds of things. And so again, with, with tuberous sclerosis, there's a broad range of affectedness as well. There are some cases that are very mild. There's uh, reports of people who have 
gone their entire lives and never knew they had it. And then they came into a dermatologist one day thinking they had acne that won't go away. Uh, and it turns out, no, those, that's not acne. Those are little, those are little tubers and you have tuberous sclerosis, but they never do. And they're not mm-hmm. otherwise affected. Mm-hmm. And then there's other, there's the polar opposite of that range where people yeah. are, are just very, very drastically, drastically mentally, developmentally, uh, just cognitively in, in every way, just very, very drastically affected. So right. we found all of that out. And um, me as a mom, you know, I think anyone as a, as a parent hears that their child has something, uh, ter- that, that terribly wrong with their child, something that, that cannot be fixed with medicine, something that, um, is going to affect their life, the, affect the rest of their life of how their life goes. And it, by extension, how the rest of your life is going to go, all these hopes and dreams that you had for your child are all of a sudden gone. Mm-hmm. And even the most basic things that, you know, everyone just assumes um, that their child is going to do, we no longer could assume any of it. Like just, just basic, basic functioning things. Like, was she ever going to learn how to walk? Would she learn how to talk? Would she, would we be able to have a conversation with her one day? Um, You know, like, you know, just, would we be able to have eye contact with her? Like, you know, just, just stuff like very, the, every most basic thing of human contact and human interaction, we could not take for granted anymore. So and layered on top of having two children less than 18 mm-hmm. months apart. And yeah. how, how will your family unit function as a result of that? Uh, like, so for the moms out there who have, you know, little ones in close proximity, it's challenging enough. Personalities and dynamics and needs. And then you bring this whole other universe of, of um, logistics into the mat. <laughs> yes. So there was, there was, um, so there was definitely a huge adjustment period, yeah. um, coming off of that. And, and that's putting it mildly. I honestly think I didn't get tested or anything, but I honestly think I was a little clinically depressed for a while yeah, after that, just because yeah. I was, I think I was grieving, you know, yeah. not necessarily grieving a death, but grieving a life that was not going to be lived anymore. That's the right. life I thought we were going to have. So it was, it was a very, it was a very um, heavy time for me and I'm a very faithful person. I have, Mm -hmm. so I turned, I, I turned to God and I turned in to, to my prayer life. And Mm -hmm. I had some very honest conversations with God at the time of just what is going on? Why, what, please don't let this happen to my baby. I, and I, I started, I was praying for a miracle and I was having, I was praying some very honest prayers of, I just, I don't want this for my daughter. I don't, I don't want this. Can, I don't even know if I can handle this. Like, right. you know, and just, and, and just some very, very honest things. And from that, in that cloud of, of just, um, this, of, of just sad, honest prayer where I was at sprouted the idea for this book. Okay. And I literally, I literally woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> Yep. Um, it's not the kids. It's not your husband. It's me. <laughs> exactly. 
And I literally, I got up in the middle of the night. I went to my laptop and I typed for hours, uh, just oh, right, having to write all this down. All kind of came out at once, huge download. It all, it all, yes. And it was, and I knew that I had to get it down because I was going to forget it if I didn't write it down. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so I wrote it and just my initial first draft, I showed it to my husband the next day and he just starts bawling. He just cries and cries and cries. Yeah. And, uh, and I knew that this was, I, I like to say that I think that God just inspired me to write this book because I know I wasn't thinking this stuff ahead mm-hmm. of time. This was not, this, this was not going on in my head prior to me just sitting down and writing this down. Right. So, um, so, and, and from that all materialized this book, um, I went through a couple of different drafts. I got my mom and my husband mm-hmm. and my sister and a couple of other people to, to edit it for me whenever I thought it was ready. And then I found an illustrator who mm-hmm. was just wonderful. Her name is Asia Hader. She lives in the UK and she is a fantastic illustrator. Um, and I had very, I had almost no budget to, to have this done, but she was willing to work with me. And um, she, she just did a fantastic job and this book materialized. Um, and I started showing it to people outside of my own family Um, and I, it turns out that I just happened, you know, this, this house, I don't know if you were recording at this point or not, but I told you how we moved next door to my parents Yeah. and on this street, they had, um, 10 pretty much identical layout type houses in a row. Mm -hmm. And, um, three of our four immediate neighbors, I ended up finding out one was a man with special needs an adult, an adult man in his fifties who had, um, his, who had, um, mental, a mental disability, cognitive disability. And mm-hmm. then two houses further is a woman who was a widow, but her son had special needs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, who had, who had died, uh, the year before we, we moved in. Aww. So I had people with special mm-hmm. needs right who away. had deep heart deep heart connections with special needs community right away. So I started showing it to people and they all said, this is amazing. This you like this book, it speaks so directly to, to my heart and to, um, to it's, it's what someone, it's what a loved one of a special needs child Mm -hmm. or, or the child themselves needs to hear. Right. And they, they, you know, I had a lot of people cry when they read it and I had, they had a, um, just, it was just, it was very encouraging and positive reception mm-hmm. to people I started showing it to. Mm-hmm. So I published it on Amazon yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and I have, I, I, I had no business experience in the publishing world. I had no idea mm-hmm. what I was doing. So mm-hmm. I basically ended up just, um, sitting down and watching a lot of YouTube videos of just like what to do and different strategies to use and how to like, you know, tutorials of how to use um, KDP and, um, and layouts for a book and everything. And so I just watched a ton of YouTube videos and Mm -hmm. I pretty much self-taught myself Mm -hmm. everything that I have done so far. (laughs) And it has, I did it, you know, for, for, you know, YouTube is wonderful that it's free and I just learned everything that I possibly could. Yes. And I published, mm-hmm. I published the book. We're in January now. I published it at the beginning of December. 
2022. Yeah, yeah just, just to give you a, a time reference, this the idea for this book um, probably came to me sometime around June or July of last year. And mm-hmm. then I found an illustrator for it in about October and the book was published in December. So from June to December, a little bit less than six months, this all happened. And um, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster (laughs) because believe it or not, the, once you get the book made, that's the easy part done. The marketing part is just that part is, is the hard part. And I didn't realize that going in because I knew nothing about what I was getting myself into. But um, I learned a lot of different strategies that I uh, am happy to share with you now. I, but like, and that's basically what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get the, the book, the word for the book out there. And a big part of that strategy is what we're doing right now is getting on podcasts. That's right. um, and that's, uh, and, and that's what I've been doing. Like I started off with, um, a little, a couple of weeks before the book got published, I, um, I started gathering emails to, to have an email list mm-hmm. of people. And the, what I did was um, I posted a couple of pages and a, and a book summary on a bunch of Facebook groups. And yeah. I said, Hey, I'm looking, I'm looking for people to review my book. If you're willing to receive a free PDF of my book when it's ready, in uh it, so that you can write an honest review on Amazon I please send me your email address and I'd be happy to send you the pdf and I got like over 200 people who were Amazing. who were willing who were willing to do that and it was great now from that list of 200 plus people I got about 60 reviews so yeah um <laughs> that's a really good ratio actually right like a very I found out that it is <laughs> Once I researched it, I realized that that was actually really good. But it, yeah. at the time, my ignorant self thought that that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, there always—I shouldn't say always. I don't want to generalize, but there there can be an element of scarcity and uncertainty. Um, mm-hmm. And because you love it so much, you know, mm-hmm. you you want it to reach, and it's encouraging to get two hundred leads, if you will, initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but we sometimes may forget to do the reduction math <laughs> in the numbers game. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'll jump in here for a minute because there's some things that um, are so beautiful in, in how you're sharing your journey. And I really want to highlight those for you because maybe you're in the bubble <laughs> of solopreneur, momship, you know, child and doctor appointments ongoing and, mm-hmm. um, and all of that. And so what I'm seeing here is you answered the call. You answered the call in that moment when it arrived hard and loud. And, you know, in the middle of the night was probably also his work because mm-hmm. during the day, where can you sit down <laughs> for hours and pound away at your laptop? That's so true. <laughs> It's so true. And it's important to recognize that because I know for me, I'm still, I'm working full time. My daughter's up all night. Like it, it's hard. I'm in this constant kind of stress activated mode and my beautiful messages and, you you know, value and service and connections to share 
come through, but I'm driving or I'm with my daughter and she's getting very smart and rightfully so at me putting the phone down when we're together where like it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's not even welcome in the bedroom, which is a beautiful thing. So mm-hmm. when we feel these stirs, one of two things happens. We either jump in all in and I think the faith in God helps having a connection to something greater than ourselves helps mm-hmm. and then you did such an important thing of um I don't know what it looked like in your actual day-to-day but we're going to describe <laughs> it this way you relentlessly <laughs> pursued it to completion and that, that <laughs> I think my husband would agree with that. okay <laughs> That consistent momentum is another really important factor of um, like what of like establishing of planting your flag of staking your claim in what the message is. These other things now that we're going to move this conversation into are, are sort of like the natural second collateral, but they're the doing things. What you've done is that beautiful feminine creation And now you have the fantastic platform to work with and book yourself as a speaker, go on book tours, you know, do readings in libraries and in bookshops at cafes, at schools, like all of that is available (laughs) marketing opportunity because the product is finished. And if we, if we don't act on that and at least get to some kind of saleable item, be it a personal service or otherwise, um, it's harder to do anything more with it, right? Mm-hmm. So when when those downloads, those messages from where we believe arrive, um, it's important to listen to them, important to take action on them and to stay with that action. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not into, oh, the timing has to be anything, but the commitment and decision has to be there in order for the other things to come. And you then received further affirmations as you went. So a 60 people response reviews, you have 71 reviews. And that one that you posted, I guess, in this application form to me is a real tearjerker about the mom (laughs) who read it. You can describe it as your fan mail. So I'll share that with our audience a little bit. Oh, gosh. I forgot I had sent that to you. (laughs) Well, I got it right here in front of me. (laughs) And this, you know, that alone, that message alone. So I'll read a little bit. Her first bit of fan mail came. A mom with a special needs child got her book for Christmas and wrote Colleen to say, oh, my goodness, the way it touched my heart is so overwhelmingly beautiful. You so beautifully captured what is in my heart and has been in my heart since we started on this path. And I want to sincerely thank you for this gift of your book. It's touched me greatly and I know it will continue to touch so many others. So if you hadn't got up in the middle of the night, as I know we're both crying. I should have had the Kleenex to talk to you. Like, like good tears, appreciative, gratitude tears, you know, for what I have and, and what I face and for you being brave and strong and willing to bring that into the world because the money and all the things are all going to come now that you, you've committed to this and delivered this. And often when we receive these things, they're not for us. Well, they're for us, but also because they're for others. 
uh-huh. you know, <laughs> and God, that wonderfully sometimes um, trickster gives us only what we can carry. Right? <laughs> it's very true. Uh, even when we don't know what our maximum yes. capacity is. Yeah. Oh, he'll show yeah. us. <laughs> and this, from what I see, is giving you what you're going to need to be the best mom that you can be for Grace, who for our audience is about a year and a half, said her first word yesterday. Yes, she did. And oh my goodness, that was such a huge, I have spent the last year wondering if she was ever going to talk. And she said her first word yesterday. And it was such a fitting word. (laughs) Yeah, she said outside, like she's, she's standing there and she's, she's complaining and trying to pull me to the door and like banging on the door. And she says outside. And I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh my goodness. She says outside. I was so excited. I was so excited. It's, you know, not mama, not dada. No. no. Outside. (laughs) We might be talking to you through God to say, mom, like, let's go with this book. (laughs) It's published already. (laughs) Let's take it to the world because people need us. Oh my gosh. And she has just, she has blossomed. She really, really has. I'm so, she has surpassed, you know, you know, like I, I described at the very beginning, we didn't know anything that she was going to be able to do as she, as she grew up and she has surpassed any and all of our highest expectations that we dared to hope for back then. She is doing so, she's such a beautiful, wonderful gift of a baby girl. She is wonderful. That's incredible. That's going to be, um, you know, a source of strength for other people who are mm-hmm. facing what they're facing in their lives mm-hmm. for sure. And this is going to sound kind of <laughs> awful, but she's going to be part of your marketing. <laughs> so you have a, a, a Facebook page for her and we'll put that link in the show notes. And I mean, I encourage you to follow because it's just it's so incredible. And you, you pour your heart out there. And so the way that you're showing up is already, you know, what you need to help you reach the audiences you need to reach in your message. And the tactics to do that um, can come into play as long as there's content for them to execute on. Uh So you take stock in that and, and now share with us, you, you did this incredible accomplishment of getting a book self-published to Amazon (laughs) without a publisher or editor, finding the right illustrator for yourself, which of course I'm super curious as to what that process looked like. And, um, you know, if you interviewed them and if you had some criteria you were looking for, and now from what I see in the way that your business is presented on your website is that you are going to be a source of inspiration, of prayer, of love, and of indescribable understanding to people who are going (laughs) through these kinds of things. And that is a very powerful message and offer, if you will, to, you know, take around the world. Or medium continent, (laughs) sorry, like geographic area. Oh gosh, no, uh, (laughs) I was very sweet, but I like I I I don't feel nearly worthy of that 
uh, <laughs> magnanimous of a, of a <laughs> description. I don't feel like I'm doing nearly that much. Um, but well, not yet. Like, this is ahead. Like you're six months old in the, in the business. Yeah, that's true. I guess that is, that is true. I don't know where this is going to go. I feel like it would it would be just like it would be just like God to have you ever seen the movie a wonderful it's a wonderful life yeah of course I love it I watch it I we we have watched that movie every Christmas it's a tradition we love that movie um it's in my opinion one of the best Christmas movies ever made ever to be ever will be made in like it's just it's fantastic but when it first came out it was not popular at all no one really uh watched it it didn't gain any traction whatsoever and then it wasn't until years later i don't know how many years or or decades it took but um until someone they you know tv started becoming a big thing and they had channels that they just needed to fill time with and so they just started playing a it's a wonderful movie. life on cable tv yeah and <laughs> that's when people saw it and it just exploded so um when it first came out they thought it was a flop so it's uh so it 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 hasn't i mean like i have put a lot of work in it into it and i'm trying to get the word out but it hasn't really translated into as many sales as like you know my big dreams are of, of oh let's reach the world it hasn't mm-hmm. it's it's been it's been slow to begin but again it's only been published for a month so it's like i'm wondering what god is going to do with it honestly i'm wondering how it's or how far it's going to reach i want it to reach everywhere like um and we'll and we will see what happens um it's been that you were asking about the process of getting it illustrated it's mm-hmm. been that process was actually really fun um so I literally, again, I told you I had next to no budget for this. So I was looking for every free avenue that I could to find things that I could use. And so I just went on Facebook groups and there are plenty of Facebook groups that are specifically for authors, illustrators, editors, um, people to connect. And so I literally, I just, I went on there and I said, Hey, I've got this book. It's about um, my daughter. And I'm thinking about maybe having it published. I'm not sure if I will. And I have this budget. And is there anyone out there that that's willing to work with me on illustrating it? And I had actually a lot of replies, mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of replies. And some of them were like thinking that uh, I could go up on my budget, thinking that I was ready to negotiate or something. Yeah. No, that was my budget. <laughs> So, so I, I weeded out a lot of people doing that <laughs> just that way automatically yeah yeah and then I after talking to a couple of them I, I realized I started figuring out some questions that were good to ask at first a lot of them wanted to know how many characters would be on which page or on each page how many pages mm-hmm. was the book was it mm-hmm. um, how complicated were the backgrounds mm-hmm. and um, I had a couple of uh, illustrators who upon finding out that it was a faith-based book they were like I'm sorry I can't r- work on a religious book and so mm-hmm. and I was like okay um, falling off falling off and, falling off yeah a lot of people in the way. yeah uh-huh and then um I would ask them to send me some samples of their work mm-hmm. and there were, and some of them were lovely and some of them were like, not quite what I was looking for. And, um, I, and, and I finally ended up, um, 
speaking to this to this one girl named Asia, and uh, I had I had kind of just started at that point after I had that point talked to at least like you know a couple of dozen people, so I had um, I kind of knew what questions to ask right at first, and I and one of my first questions was just so you know this is a faith based book. Do you have any uh, reservations about working on a religious book? And she said, no, I'm a Christian. I would be honored to draw, to work on a book that honors Jesus. And I was like, that was the, she was the <laughs> first illustrator that I had talked to who actually professed any kind of uh, faith of their own. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a huge, uh, mm-hmm. that was a huge um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, bonus for her or, or um, you indicator for for me that this might be she might be the one and then she and I just started talking about um you know what would Jesus look like if she were to draw it and she happened to be in a position of uh, she was able to just draw some right there and just take a picture of it on her phone and send it to me and um and I liked how she drew it but I said okay this is this is nice but I've kind of got a vision in my head of what I want Jesus to look like and I sent her a picture of um, a drawing that from another artist that I really, really liked. And I sent it to her <laughs> and it was really funny. Um, I sent her a picture of Jesus and it's Jesus holding a child and they're laughing. And, um, and she said, I think this, I, you know what, this, this drawing reminds me of Flynn Rider from Rapunzel, from <laughs> And you know what? On the back cover, Wait, what? Are you using that photo on the back cover? I feel like I've seen that photo that you're describing while looking at your stuff. No, it's not. No, it's mm-hmm. not. This is all of her artwork, but it was inspired by this. And okay. um, it would, but it was, it, like Tangled is my favorite movie. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful, and isn't it? I, yeah. I had never made that connection uh-huh. between the two. But then she uh-huh. sent me a picture of Flynn Rider, and I looked at that and I was like, oh uh-huh. my gosh. <laughs> maybe that's why you like that version of Jesus <laughs> for no, children. Maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> I Sorry, had never, once. I had, once I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so obvious, but I had never Amazing. made the connection in my mind before. So I was like, okay, this is the, this is the one she's, she's the right person for the job. Um, yeah. So, super, so super, after super. that, she sent me a contract and it was like you know pay half at first and half at the end when she's done it was it seemed and at the end of it I would own all the rights to the to the artwork mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like it looked pretty straightforward to me mm-hmm. and um she charged me a certain amount per page and okay. uh and it was it was just it was really good and she had uh unlimited editing Okay, so, perfect. Um, that so that, or revisions, I should say, is a better yeah. word for it, revision. Yeah. So uh, I, she and I were able to just talk. And so our process was, kind of became, I mean, I had the text for the book and then I had gone through and divided, okay, this is going to go on, on page one, on page two. And then I had just typed out a description. And so for the first few pages, I just sent her a typed out description of what I wanted on each page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, this isn't quite this is kind of hard to communicate. I realized how bad I was at describing what I wanted uh, drawn. So what I, what I eventually started doing was I drew what I started calling my bad sketches. And I just right. had these little like, stick figures 
of like basically kind of communicating body language and position. And then I'd take a picture of it and I'd send it to her. And she's like, this is so much more helpful. And then all of a sudden the pictures she started sending to me were so much better. And we just, we started just doing that. And um, I got, I started getting really, really excited about the pictures that were coming that she was sending. And, you know, we'd have little revisions and back and forth a little bit. And I honestly think the final, the final result that materialized into the book is just beautiful. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy with it. Mm -hmm. She did an amazing job. And um, I, I have just been, I've been so pleased with how it came out. And I think God was just working with it because there were days when um, I like, I was like, this doesn't quite look right. And I'd try to explain what I was trying to communicate or portray in the picture. And she'd be like, okay, I, I worked really, really hard on this. Tell me how this looks. And it was like, it was perfect. And some of the pictures, like, you know, I just looked at them and I'd start crying and wow. it was just, it was, it was really, it was really um, a wonderful experience to get this book illustrated and see it come to life and become an actual book. I mean, I had a vague idea of what I wanted it to look like, but when it became, I think you had a pretty started, specific. I think you had actually a pretty specific <laughs> idea, Colleen. Don't tell ah. yourself short there. <laughs> well, when she started sending me pictures, it was it was it came to life even more, and it was beautiful, mm-hmm. and I was so mm-hmm. happily. I mean, it it came across to me as a surprise of just like I didn't know it was going to look exactly like this, but I love how it looks. Right, and it was great. Um. And then we had to work on formatting and um, I had to get the, the text edited and we, we ended up making a few changes during the process of, of uh, illustrating the book sure. just to make the book better. And it just, it was great. It was great. Um, and in the meantime, I'm watching YouTube videos and learning how to, learning what's going to come next and what my uh-huh. marketing strategy needs uh-huh. to be. So uh-huh. while she's drawing, because the, the illustration process took about seven weeks. Okay. So during that time, I was just educating myself on what to do. Working on and, the next step to come in sequence of this one. Yes, because okay. one of the first things I learned was when you publish a book, the last thing, like w- the thing that does not work is, okay, it's published. Then you just put a post on your on your social media. Mm-hmm. And kind of just shout from the rooftops, here's my book. And then that's it. And it doesn't work. (laughs) So I started working on gathering an email list. Mm -hmm. I um, started posting about it a little bit on on the Facebook page for my daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I did a lot of things out of what a professional would have called uh, out of order. And, uh, like I didn't create a website until after the book was already out for a few weeks. I was like, Oh, I should make a website. It's like, like, and, and, and all of these, all these things, like I, um, at first I created a, an author Facebook page and then started working on, on getting things there and working on like a banner, uh, to put on the Facebook banner. And I had to learn how to use Canva. I had to learn how to, mm-hmm. how to do all kinds of stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to do any of this. I was we're, mm-hmm. we're learning completely from scratch how to yep. do everything. Yes. Yeah. So, and in the meet, and and I'm trying to do this in and amongst in between taking mm-hmm. care of my kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- I think my family kind of felt a little neglected for a little while there. Uh, whenever I was learning how to do it all, <laughs> <laughs> they're fine. 
<laughs> yeah, no. And, and, uh, so, but like I'm learning and then I'm trying to actually do things. And so I learned, um, did a, I did a Facebook page and then I did a website mm-hmm. and then I did uh, a book launch, social media. Um, I did, I created posts to post that social mm-hmm. media. What was because you don't want to not do that. It's like, that's a good way to, um, to get people to know. And then I sent out the email when the, when the, when the book published, I sent out the email letting people know that, Hey, the book is here. It's time to put your reviews. And I was Mm -hmm. reminding people about that. Um, I told, you know, I just verbally told all my friends about it. And then I gave a book, a copy of the book to my mom. And my mom, being a proud well, mom, she starts she starts going around. She brings a book, she brings a copy with her everywhere, and she's just showing yeah. it to all of her friends. Yeah. Her prayer group and her like yeah. just like yes, showing everybody. Perfect. She is the best word of mouth mechanism ever. There's proud your marketing mom. strategy. Just wait. She's in Hawaii right now, so she's, she's gonna in come Hawaii. Back. She's now you're already in two states. True. <laughs> Oh from gosh, the that's very true. In the middle true. of the night to two states in six months. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And um, so I may be getting some some purchases from Hawaii. Who knows? But she, I know she brought a copy of my book with her. Of course, of course, she would have. And then I started just looking up strategies because I was trying to figure out mm-hmm. what was feasible um, for me to actually accomplish. Because again, I've got these two young children. Excuse me. Um, I've got these two young children at home. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and um, while it is great having my mom next door, she is not our full-time caretaker. She's not our nanny, um, yeah. so I need to be—I needed to be present to my family. Yeah. So the idea of leaving every weekend to go on book signings or book tours and and to to set up tables at vendors and and places to be physically present at places didn't feel very feasible to to for me to be able to do especially at um at first with our kids at this age mm-hmm. um so so that i'm starting to i'm i have my first in person event coming up uh april 1st so i am going to start doing that and to to be able to do that i had to figure out how do i okay how do i sell how do i how do i have a point of sale um transactions yeah. how do i sell yeah. how do i take credit cards how do i take yeah. Thing. So I had to learn how to do all of that. I ended up using Square Perfect. to create. Yeah. Um, it's excellent. And I, it's the easiest, and, most mobile, take everything on the table. Mm-hmm. So it, it was great. It, it sounds was, like um, a bit of a, a like a farmer's market setup, right? Where you have. Yes. And you'll be going on tour. Now, as you're saying this, um, you know, I love, it's important to recognize you're thinking about how to fit the business into your life. So during mm-hmm. book production, maybe your life got pushed a little bit out while the book took over as needed to be the process because yeah. the, the, the God's timing was there to bring those pieces together and get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now that part's done. We talked about that earlier, that heavy, heavy lifting is done and now it's finding the marketing. And what's so important is that you're saying it doesn't feel right to be going on book tour and and so now I'm like going, oh my God, show up on Zoom, show up on Facebook Live and uh-huh. leverage the social media in the same way 
that led you to your illustrator and to these 200 become 60 and actually 71 Amazon reviews. <laughs> Um, and even pre-recording some things. Um, and like I said earlier, like going into schools and things like that, or the doctor relationships that you built and are building. Throughout I, I have become part of when you go to the hospital, it's, mm-hmm. you know, an all inclusive event. Mm-hmm. If the energy, I mean, with yeah, what no, I've, doing. I've started. So I've started doing that. So my <laughs> first so basically what my process really became was once the book was actually published, then I created a Facebook page. Then mm-hmm. I learned how to create a website and I ended up using Google sites because it was free oh, and great. easy to use. Great. Yeah, And, and so that's, thank you. Like, so I just created a free website there because free is my favorite price. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I learned how to take images from the books and, and remove the backgrounds using uh-huh. different sites and stuff. So I had to learn how to do all of that. And mm-hmm. I happen to be married to a man who is a graphic designer. Oh, um, and so he was very helpful in creating a lot of a lot of this stuff. So once my website was up and running, then I needed to figure out how to um, integrate an online store onto my book, uh, onto my uh, book website. Yeah. And so that's when I figured out Square. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I have an on, I now have a way of taking on, taking purchases through my website. And so once I had a way of taking purchases established, then I started wanting to venture out and to try to sell the book mm-hmm. the, yes. more than, more than just, um, directing people to Amazon. Uh, yes. it, I make more revenue by directing them to my website. And um, and it's powerful. It's powerful how you've positioned that on there. Um, Amazon author makes the least. Etsy author Mm -hmm. makes more. And then the third option was buy direct from you or something where you make the most. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's the top author uh, makes the most. Etsy. I make uh, author makes less. Amazon author makes the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I let people know so that they know who they're supporting. And, and I understand some people don't want to, you know, enter in their, their credit card information or Amazon is just easier in there and they mm-hmm. don't want to enter it all in on their phone. I, I make, I make a profit for all of them. For all so, of them. So you're meeting yeah. your audience where they're at offering them mm-hmm. different ways to buy from you mm-hmm. that work for you, but not undervaluing yourself by yeah. picking the easiest one. And I think just with the energy around this and, and the, you know, the incredible content of this, the charitable hearts will really appreciate your, your ideal audience will really appreciate having those options. Um, so then they can compensate in the way that feels the best for them mm-hmm. as well. No, right? it's been, it's, it's been great. And, and wanting to be charitable myself, I ordered um, like 50 authors copies to have mm-hmm. on hand for myself. And I kind of just started, um, I mean, yes, in the hope that it would also advertise and bring yeah. word out about my book, but I started donating copies to different people. I brought a copy. My daughter goes to therapy at a hospital near our house and um, I start and, and the people there are wonderful. And mm-hmm. we're in the waiting room all the time with all of these other kids with various yeah. other 
conditions and, and situations. And yeah. so I brought a copy of my book there and I asked, hey, can I leave a copy of my book in the waiting room here? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they said, because of COVID now, sorry, we can't put the book in the waiting room, but <laughs> our speech therapists can take it and they can read it and uh, with, they can read it with their kids. And so they, I gave them copies. I gave, I sent copies to a couple of other um, authors and reviewers that I had met online. Yeah, excuse me, I'm sorry. That I had met online who so had um, Mm -hmm. special needs family situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them have children with special needs and I would send these books to them uh, and they would, and they would review them on, on their social media. And that was, and because of the, uh, not to toot my own horn, but because of the content of my book being so genuine and they, they liked it so much, the reviews were just glowing. Uh, It's so it was wonderful. Um, And so that was really wonderful too. And so it's really just honestly in the, like the last two weeks, a lot of this has kind of just started coming together. Mm -hmm. And then another strategy that I started utilizing was podcasts Mm -hmm. because um, people on social media, a lot of people are just like on their phone and they're just, they're scrolling. They're not mm-hmm. really engaged. They're kind of just wanting to be entertained. But if you go on a podcast, you have an audience that has deliberately chosen to be there and they're actively mm-hmm. listening and they're actively listening to you about your topic. Mm-hmm. So I found, and also it's something that I can do at home without Absolutely. leaving my house, without leaving Absolutely. my kids. So that seemed uh, really um, accessible for me to do. So I spent a lot of money. I bought a microphone um, and uh, I've just, I've been doing podcasts now. I've done um, seven or eight. So yeah, a half dozen, somewhere between six and eight so far. And then I've got about 12 more scheduled over the next couple of weeks. And I just, again, trying to be as economic as possible, there's Facebook groups for mm-hmm. podcasters and podcast mm-hmm. guests to connect. Exactly. And so I just went on there and I just started, you know, kind of <clears throat> pitching to people. They, uh, podcasters would post, hey, I'm looking for this guest or this type of a guest. And I'd say, hey, I think I'm a fit for that. And kind of like, kind of like with you, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like what happened with us. And that has been very successful as well. And um like I said, all together, I've probably got about two dozen podcasts either finished or scheduled mm-hmm, all together. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of, I'm taking a break now because uh, they, they've all been, um, there's a lot in the schedule. So I just want to, I want to kind of give it a break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not a marathon, yeah. but it's good exposure. I found out, um, my ignorant self trying to uh, learning learning the the business I guess you could say in quotes um that you can be on a podcast one day but it may not broadcast for weeks Mm -hmm. or months uh, Mm -hmm. later until Mm -hmm. weeks or months later so just because I have all these scheduled now they're going to be scattered throughout the Mm -hmm. throughout the next six months that they're Mm going to be advertising and each one has their own audience and each one has uh their own readers uh reader or not reader, I'm sorry, uh, followers. Yeah. Followers. And mm-hmm. I, and actually I've been, I've been on a few, at least two of them. I was the very first guest that they've ever mm-hmm. done. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know what their following is going to turn into. <laughs> They're just starting out. 
we'll, well you'll probably <laughs> help them grow it <laughs> I, I i hope so we'll see how that goes uh so podcasts have been a huge advertising um marketing strategy that i've been utilizing mm-hmm. and that i will continue to utilize because mm-hmm. it's it seems so doable and it's um you know other than buying a a, a camera i already had airpods i already had a phone mm-hmm. I'm able mm-hmm. to just, um, as long as you have a quiet space in your house um, right. and someone to watch the kids, you can do podcasts. Right. <laughs> right? Or you wake up at 6 a.m. Or, yeah, or that. Before yep. the kids wake up. <laughs> and or others that. who That's are in your time zone are like, what? So what you're doing here, Colleen, is you are leveraging the online community. And you are leveraging it in, in such a... Um, a beautiful, honest way that is bringing these opportunities to you. So we think, and, and even the way you're referencing yourself as a solopreneur, as a mompreneur, you do have this community around you. And mm-hmm. while you may see it as a, you know, a means to the book, I'm hoping that if it's not through these communities, you have another that can support and nurture you in your entrepreneurial journey, because it is not one to do alone, even though we are the only CEO and team member and and Girl Friday in the business. There's Mm -hmm. so many of us out there who are going through all these things who are extremely self-taught. I just self-taught myself how to um, post digital pre-recorded courses and sell them on my website. (laughs) And I was like, media changer right and it was really easy it was actually really easy at the end of the day and that opens up more opportunities where like I'm a service-based so Uh now I can clone myself with (laughs) these videos and people can organize their businesses as a result so um, so you're talking, this is sort of one of the last-ish questions, because I'm enjoying this conversation so much. Um, you know, are these leading, you never know what opportunities are going to come from joining communities and um, putting yourself out there. And are you in yourself teaching? Are you nurturing yourself with some sort of entrepreneurial group or mentor or practice to... I am- um, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. yeah well, <laughs> I don't know. To like to well, to help you, to support you. I am I am trying. There is uh this group of people that I have met through one of the Facebook groups who are just very, very generous hearts who have just um the in their own efforts to publish their books, they have started this um every couple of weeks, this Zoom meeting of of aspiring mm-hmm. authors of just like come and let's all have a group conversation on zoom and we'll share where we're at and we'll try to share tips with each other. So that has been, I've, I went to one of those and they're having the second one uh, soon, but it, that was hugely helpful. They had um, a man on there that they had the, the people who were hosting the group. Um, they had a man on there who had helped them with their book publishing process who had a lot of tips to to share and it was really just a, a swap of information and and suggesting so that was really encouraging and helpful to be a part of that was about two weeks ago I was in and that was the first kind of community I was trying to find and then in the other like whenever I have found myself in need of of other 
um, help or ideas or not really sure what to do with this. I've gone to these Facebook groups, these author Facebook groups, like just mm -hmm. today, just today I posted on there thinking, okay, well maybe another step, because like I said, I've got, um, a physical event happening in yeah. April yeah. and to prepare for that, like mm -hmm. I'm trying to sit here and I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Cause it's a book festival. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, I, I'm in Louisiana. It's a, it's called uh, Books Along the Test. It's a Cajun um, local author book festival. Awesome. And so I'm sitting there. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be sitting at this table and all I have are my paperback books. And I feel like that's going to be a really bare table. So what <laughs> else can I put? What else can I do or make or have yeah. available to put on yeah. my book? And so I posted on the, on the groups, like, okay, Here's a couple of pictures of like the type of book that I have. What are some good ideas for merchandising and mm -hmm. how do I even go about that? Mm -hmm. um, so I got some suggestions on that. A lot of people were saying they were looking at the, at the cover of, of my book and the, and the cover of the book is the hand of Jesus's pinky. Like he's mm -hmm. got, like it's Jesus's hand and you can see the, the nail hole through his, through his hands. So you know, it's the hand of Jesus mm -hmm. and he's got his pinky out and a little baby hand is holding his pinky. And it's, it's a, it's a baby hand with a hospital tag on the wrist and, and, mm -hmm. a, and a scrub. Uh, it's supposed to be like a scrub colored mm -hmm. shirt on the mm -hmm. sleeve. Um, and so they're looking at it and they said, you should sell bracelets, like hospital tag bracelets that mm -hmm. say like a God's precious gift or I am loved or something like that. And I was like, that's a really good idea or bookmarks or um uh, what was another idea that they that they said it was uh i don't know stickers like something some things along those lines and i was like okay those are those are good ideas and and, and just today i found myself just looking online like how do i how do i have stickers printed how do i have bookmarks printed how do i how do i um like how do i produce these things like what do they cost and so i just began today the journey of how do i merchandise this stuff now well, and I had a, a friend and then she worked with me in my business capacity making hot sauce. And so we went to markets and same thing, had to design, had to come up with um, curb appeal. Mm -hmm. And the curb appeal can be whatever you want. And I think from from me and I'm, if I may, sure. with, with the Oops. beauty of your story, and I think this book really ties into you being a, a speaker in groups and places and things. And, and the book is complement to that, um, mm -hmm. where, you know, it's a, it's like a calling card and a beautiful gift, but you are just as much the uh, feature product, if you will. <laughs> on this table, then a few different tiers with the books on display and whatever you would feel comfortable with of sharing your story. So you know, whether it's photos of, of the journey with grace or different um, mm. symbols that uh, represent parts of the book that, you know, pulled on your heart, this sort of thing. So that it's not, you know, so much about just buy something from here, um, although that is lovely and, and will attract and, and offer sales for you, um, but really you know, bringing that book out of the pages and onto the table. And, uh -huh. and then on the market side, like different heights are good. And 
obviously having a copy or two that people can look <laughs> at and touch. Um, but this this other element of it and, and of decor, and it it's as simple as, you know, a nice tablecloth, some nice colors, comfortable chairs, an inviting space um, that, you know, is, is approachable, maybe even a self, like maybe your kids could decorate a banner that you can hang <laughs> behind you or something like that um, oh. and, and brand yourself that way. And then, you know, have your website obviously available and that sort of thing. So that, um, cause the point, like what the point of going to this mm-hmm. is to share your message and get the book into the hands of those who need it. And mm-hmm. the monetizing of that will come. He will look after that. <laughs> it's true. Um, right. But not like, it doesn't have to be anything other than what feels aligned and true and, and pure of the story and intent of that book. Okay. Okay. That feels, that feels very, uh, like that feels, that feels like it could, um, translate. I, that, that kind of speaks to my heart a little bit of how to go about that. Thank you for that. I will, I will lock that away and bear that in mind as I approach this. You got lots of time to plan for it too. Like, I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's lovely. And you could um, play with things at home. If there's a corner in the house, you could start to set up and bring it to life and, and experiment with how it's going to look. Yeah, no, I'm like, there's all, there's so many little um, aspects that go into uh, a, a physical display that uh, you, you don't really think about when you're looking at it as a customer looking at it. But like, you know, I'm trying to think, okay, business cards like should I get business cards or should I like do a, a one of one of those banner tablecloths you know that that have like a, a picture on it so my husband and I were kind of brainstorming on all of that yesterday and today and trying to figure that out um and so it's gonna we've got a journey ahead of us to get rid to get ready for this but then yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping that once we get it all kind of figured out for this first event we can just rinse and repeat yeah. for future of events Absolutely. And in that, like, you will want to do that because it's, it can be a pain to set up a booth and tear it down. And the more <laughs> elements to the booth, the more work in the setup and the tear down. And one of my um, cheeky taglines is uh, play on the keep it simple, stupid is kiss, <laughs> but it's keep it simple, sexy. And then in this case, woman, right? Because female stand up <laughs> yeah. my jam. Um, and then it's easier for you too. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll, I'll send you an email follow-up with some ideas and you do what you want with it. I would um, love that. Thank but you. This is, like, this is where I'm like, oh baby, I'm going to do <laughs> Yeah. No, and, and, um, and we've got, and we've got such plans. Well, I've got ideas for future things. Like right now, um, I don't know if you saw on my website, I'm trying to get this book translated into Spanish. So I'll have a Spanish version of it. And so, because I've had people request that, say, hey, can we get it in Spanish? And I've had, um, it's suggested to me that, you know, is there a little boy version of this book? Mm. And I'm, I'm not really, cause, cause the baby in, in this book is a little girl. Um, mm-hmm. just because I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I have thought about maybe just 
making an almost identical version of this book, but with a little boy. So it can mm-hmm. be applicable to both genders. And mm-hmm. so that would be another book to to explore. We're already and, writing the second book. <laughs> yeah, no, and I and I am. I've started on a second, uh, like, uh-huh. I mean, not a, like, like a, a, a companion book, I should say, to okay. this, because I have, you know, I have two kids, one with special yes. needs, one with not. Mm. Uh, and so my, my idea for my too. next... Yeah. So like another, a companion book for special needs siblings Siblings, and similar message, but for, for a brother or a sister. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm actually, you know, for this first book, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night, I had the idea for it and it was ready, but that has not been the process for the second book. (laughs) And so I'm kind of just waiting for God to take over (laughs) on telling me what to say, because and that's, I started writing it and I have this first draft of it that I'm not quite happy with, but kind of what I'm getting at is like my son is going to have questions one day and I yeah. want to have a book that can help yeah. explain this to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm at this page, I'm at this, this point in the book where I'm, I'm, thinking that this is going to where this is going to be where he ends up one day he's sitting and he's praying and he's thinking everything in our family seems to revolve around my sister everything is all about what she needs and everything's about how she has all these special needs and it makes me feel so unspecial Mm -hmm. and I feel like she was mom and dad say that she is a gift but everything it doesn't feel like a gift. So and what about how, me? Yeah. What about me? And, yeah. and where, like, how, how do I fit into all of this? And how is a, how is a special needs sibling a gift when it feels like they take everything away from me in, mm-hmm. in that sense? And, and I'm trying to, I really want to get that message right because yeah. So a, I need to, I need to have that message right to tell to my son. And I want it to be, I want it to be right for, you know, everyone else who would read it one day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's, 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 <laughs> I've got a very personal interest in, in, in doing this correctly and, and having the, and having the wording right. And I'm kind of just sitting on it and waiting to, to be inspired on what to say <laughs> to get it, to get the wording. Cause I have the, cause I have the adult knowledge of, I understand mm-hmm. like, you know, all of the, I, like I have the, the complex adult understanding of, of why God allows this to happen and, and how, you know, they are, they like, this is, this is a way for us to grow in grace, but to explain that to a three-year-old mm-hmm. is, something mm-hmm. that I'm struggling with. And fortunately, he's not quite old enough to really process that and articulate that yet. But yeah. he will be one day soon. And I want to be ready for it. So. Well, and you can <laughs> so be planting that seed now. Mm-hmm. You can be planting yes. that seed now. And so what's what I'll reflect back from that is the first book happened quickly. Mm-hmm. Don't have that expectation on the next because now mm-hmm. like you are this now he's Mm -hmm. it's not getting taken away there's no scarcity around it this is Uh now and as you're describing book two I'm like oh my gosh it's a series as you guys grow (laughs) and the children age it's a progressional series so when when parents you know find out information about their child's physiology at baby stage 
They now have this journey to support and love them that's completely relatable and intimate. Uh-huh. Oh, right. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't necessarily ever end. And then as a business, <coughs> you're not you're not holding on to just this one thing. You have opportunity to just continue to create more in this theme and in this message in perpetuity mm-hmm. if it feels right and aligned. And then that, that can true. be workshops and this and that. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sky's the limit, not even. <laughs> All the way it's down. so true. I, I love that. Thank you for that suggestion. Because that is, that is, it's so true. <laughs> We're going to, we're going to be, this is our life now. So we're going to, we're going to have, yes. we're going to have material to write about for the rest of our lives. So that's true. And books to produce and books that will come when they're ready, because mm-hmm. if we're to try to duplicate that six months, you may not get, you know, may not hit the mm-hmm. mark. So there's no everything in perfect time. Right. And, right. and, and it will be. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could talk to you for so much longer. <laughs> that was so much fun talking with you. And everything is so beautiful for us, Colleen. This is the beginning. I'm gonna, you know, send you my my crazy businessy stuff after you do what you I would want. so appreciate it. I will eat it up. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I would I would like to invite you now um, to lead a, a prayer in intercession. So if listeners want to drop off now. Please do. And if you want to join and open your heart um, and send some love, then Colleen will will close off the session in a in a prayer for us. No, I would love to. Thank you. And for those of you who don't know, an intercession is merely asking someone else to pray for you. So um uh we pray to our Heavenly Father with the intercession of of Mia and all of our listeners and all of the angels and saints, we just ask you to pray to bless Mia in her efforts with her podcast and with all of her business ventures and to please bless me and all of our, all of my ventures with, with my book. And, and yes, yes, we're praying for financial success because that will ultimately help my daughter Grace to have us um, more financially sound. But even more than that, I'm praying that this book reaches the people that you know it needs to reach and that it console the hearts and and the the souls of the children and the parents that it needs to reach um who who will benefit from it because that ultimately is what this book is and it's in its own form it's a it's a ministry um and they're your words not mine and i'm praying that you allow them to be heard by the people who need to hear them and I pray that you just allow everything else to fall into place as only your perfect plan can allow that can make it work. And I pray together as you taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, this was wonderful. <laughs>